lock the doors, turn up the radio, strap yourself in. Because it's time for the Matt Wyatt Show. The guy who's the color commentator for Mississippi State football and SEC baseball. So, yeah, he brings a lot to the game. And he's right here. Right now. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Hey, what day is it? <laughs> what day is this? Manoosday. That's it. There you go. Manoosday. Combination of Monday, Tuesday. Welcome in. It's the first show of the week for uh, yours truly. Glad to be back with you. Had a long uh, weekend celebration of Easter weekend. Worn slap out. I got to get back to work just to calm down. Just to cool off. Catch my breath. Got to go back to work. <laughs> I don't know how many miles I put on that car over the last four days, but it was a lot. And uh, I even had one three-and-a-half-hour stretch in the car on Saturday, and every inch of that three-and-a-half-hour drive was in a downpour, driving through a monsoon on Saturday. So, yeah, buddy, I am glad to be back with y'all here in the comfy confines of the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance, go! With the home team. I like to call it the Bureau Farm Bureau Insurance. They are your home team, your hometown heroes. That's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. Um, I've told you before, just real quick, real quick, before I get into the baseball results and else, uh, football stuff and everything else. Um, I've told you before how nice it is when your insurance is with Farm Bureau and you know the person one-on-one. Like you're texting. It's, it's probably somebody you already know. Right, that lives in town with you. That's your local Farm Bureau agent. So recently, my Farm Bureau insurance agent retired, and so I got a new agent. All my insurance transfer, I got to pick which agent I wanted. <laughs> well, and so I, uh, my man Mark Guin in my hometown of Tupelo. Well, he yesterday I had gotten back out from being out of town, and like he he texted me said, "Give me a call." And he said, I call him. He's just looking through my stuff and found something that had happened. Just a little tweak needed to be made over here so we could get it right. He's looking at it for me. It's so nice to have someone looking, you know, that's got your back, who's paying attention to your insurance stuff for you, making sure it's right. Man, I appreciated that yesterday. Thank you, Mark. You might not be listening, but thank you. Y'all tell him I said, hey. All right, glad to be with you. It feels like a reaction Monday, and it actually is a Tuesday, so we'll call it Reaction Tuesday, but uh, lots of ways for you to be a part of the show, and I hope you will be today. You can text me on the Country Pleasing text line, Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. I get mine at Walmart a lot. Today I finished a package of that black pepper and cheddar because I ate some for breakfast and for lunch, so I finished it up, went out to the freezer and got a package of that green onion, and it is in my fridge thawing out Right now. I might even eat some of that tonight, later on. And who could blame me, right? Text me on the country, please, and text sign. It is 885-ESPN. 601 number, 885-ESPN or 885-3776. Call me on the Divinity phone, Divinity Equipment, Madison and Jackson. You are Kubota dealer, the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S., in fact. It means they've been doing it better, longer than anybody else right here at Divini. All right, so the number to call, it's a 601 number, 995-1059. If you hadn't called me in a while, call me up and talk. I, I need somebody to talk to today. 
I don't want to just talk to myself. 995-1059. On behalf of all my Ole Miss fan friends, I'll just play this for you. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? I mean, seriously. What is going on here? Ole Miss dropped out of the top 25. Seems like just, what, a month ago they were the number one team in the country in the D1 baseball poll. Went to South Carolina, lost two out of three. And so that puts them into the same desperation mode that Mississippi State's kind of in uh, right now in order to make the postseason. And guess what? They're about to play each other four times this week. (laughs) And look, I, I scoff at the idea that when people go, well, the baseball gods this and the baseball gods that. There is but one God with control over anything that isn't just a figurine sitting on top of your piano. Okay, there ain't, there's but one God, okay? <laughs> and maybe he's a baseball fan. I don't know. But to say the baseball gods. However, it's stuff like this that sometimes leads people to say those kinds of things. <laughs> the baseball gods this and the baseball gods that. Because, see, both State and Ole Miss, now outside of the top 25 in the rankings, doesn't really mean anything, but what is what means a lot is what their record is in relation to their RPI. And it feels like both State and Ole Miss are in the same boat now in that there is work to do to make sure they are even in the NCAA tournament. they got to win games. They're on the verge of not if they don't. And guess what? They each have a midweek game tonight. State's going to play Jackson State. Ole Miss is going to play Southeast Missouri State tonight. And then this week in Oxford, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Mississippi State at Ole Miss, three-game series, Swayze Field. And if that ain't enough, one week from today, the very next game, it'll be Mississippi State and Ole Miss in a rematch in Pearl at Trustmark Park one week from today for the Governor's Cup. They're going to play each other four times in the next week, including the three-game series. And it really does feel like the winner of those, however you come out, and it's, since you're playing four, it's possible you could split. You know, one team could win two and the other team could win two. But it feels like it's, you know, if a team can win that four-game stretch go three and one against their rival. That team has the upper hand and in going on and running their way on into the postseason. Still would have work to do, but would certainly have an upper hand. And don't look now, but this is probably burying the lead. You know, we came in here last week at the beginning of the week and talking about and recapping baseball, and it was Southern Miss this and to the top that because they are hot as a firecracker and have actually moved up because they just went to Florida International, FIU, this past weekend, Easter weekend, and swept them. Swept them. Y'all, listen, I mean, it's April the 19th, and Southern Miss has not lost a ball game since April the 2nd, last time they lost a game. That was the middle game of that three-game series uh, versus Louisiana Tech, a, a good baseball team. So they bookended that series to win the series against La Tech back in the first weekend of April. 
Their two wins were eight to two and eight to nothing. The loss was four to two. But starting with that Sunday win against La Tech on April the third, they have won nine games in a row. <laughs> I mean, and if you look at the month of April, if you look at the month of April, they are ten and one in the month of April. Nine in a row. Beat La Tech, beat Ole Miss in a midweek, swept Charlotte, beat Southeast Louisiana in the midweek, and then went and swept FIU this past weekend. They are playing tonight in New Orleans against Tulane. Southern Miss is. So, um, I mean, yeah, they are in a prime position to host in the postseason. They are now the number six ranked team in the country. Scott Berry, Southern Miss, and Hattiesburg went 4-0 last week. Like I said, they moved up from number 11 into the top 10 after another sweep on the road. And Southern Miss is your new sixth-ranked team in the country. More on those rankings in a bit. Let's see what you got for me on the text line. First up, Robbie. Hey, man. Robbie texts the show, Country Pleasing text line. He says, let's get it, brother. Reaction Tuesday. Yep, that's where we are. Let me know what you think. Um... State had a chance to sweep Auburn. Couldn't quite finish it off on Sunday. And it was a close play at the plate to tie it up in the ninth inning, right? But uh, Auburn's left fielder made a perfect throw. Hogjowl giving us a report via the country-pleasing text line. He said, my weekly Razorback report. Congrats to the Diamond Hogs on the sweep of LSU. That was huge for them, right? How is LSU still ranked where they are? Uh, congrats to Pittman on a new contract. Uh, Hogjow says it's basically a lifetime contract in the sense that Sam Pittman will not coach another team. He insisted on a no-compete clause. Sam said this clause would prove to recruits that he would never leave the program unless he was fired. They are one of eight schools in the country that have the same head coach, offensive and defensive coordinators for three years. How about that? Currently, the football, baseball, and basketball teams are all ranked in the top five recruiting classes. That's Hogjow. Things are going well, aren't they? Boy, you can't say enough about the job that Hunter Yurichek has done, the AD at Arkansas, since taking over. Good hires, good vibes, winning, recruiting. They got it going. Hats off to everybody in Fayetteville. Huh? Next Gen Reb. Thanks for your text. He says, imagine how you would have looked at somebody if they told you in January, Ole Miss and State will play each other in April as unranked teams. Oh, and Southern Miss will be the in the top ten. <laughs> Yeah, really and truly, next gen Reb, somebody will look at you and go, well, that's baseball. Res Dog says, Matt, you ever check your cholesterol? You eat sausage every day. Yeah, no, I, I have checkups from time to time when I go to the doctor, and I'm always like really healthy. Yeah, they check all that stuff. In fact, th this is really going to come across as bragging. I don't mean it that way. I'm just answering your question, but. I remember um, it's been a while back. I had to go in for one of those heart things where they hook you up on all these monitors. They're just checking you out, right? And they put you on a either like on a treadmill walking uphill or they put you on an exercise bike. I think they did. I can't remember. I know they did the treadmill, though. And, and the nurses and the people there were really sort of perplexed by my age, BMI, body mass index, all this stuff, compared to my diet. And, like, I didn't have any heart issues. And they put me on the treadmill, and I just walked and walked and walked and walked and walked. And 
they did their best to like wear me down and I barely broke a sweat. <laughs> they wondered if there was something wrong with me because it didn't seem to bother me. And I'm, I'm being serious. Like I, I really mean this. I believe I could put on my shoes, my, my good walking shoes right now and leave Tupelo. I could walk all the way to Starkville and, and not, it wouldn't even bother me. Really? I really believe I could. <laughs> I'm not going to try it, however. Nick with a text that says that dinger yesterday proves that the baseball gods love the Dodgers and Freddie Freeman this year. <laughs> First at bat against the Braves and see ya. Olivier texts the show. He says, God is definitely a baseball fan. He's a fan of all sports because sports make so many people happy. And then he says, and God loves us and wants us to be happy. He might not appreciate the Cowboys so much, just saying, praise the Lord, for he is risen, and go Saints. Any better news than that, Louvier? Yep. You know why that stone was rolled away from that tomb that they put him in, put his body in? It wasn't so that Jesus could get out. It was so that you and I could see in. Nothing. He gone. Grumpy says, Matt, glad you're back. Grumpy will be cheering for the Diamond Dogs this week for sure, but the next week we'll be traveling to Fayetteville and pulling for the Rebels. Yeah, I did see that as you looked ahead at the Ole Miss schedule. That's pretty interesting, too. You know, and somebody, th this happens every year. We just don't know who it is going to be this year. Every year these two things happen. Some baseball team that's been hot as a firecracker and unbeatable will just come right back down to earth here at the end of the year at the end of the year in crunch time and some team that couldn't hit a baseball with a wiffle bat one of them big fat ones I'm talking about you know what I'm saying the big red wiffle ball bat the big fat one they couldn't make contact with one of those for two months and all this, they're about to get hot as a firecracker and look unbeatable for the next month it happens every year we just don't know who it is yet have to wait and see uh, unnamed texture says, wouldn't it be awesome to get Ole Miss and State as the two and three seed in the Hattiesburg Regional? That would be awesome. Because raise your hand if you've ever watched a baseball game at Pete Taylor Park in Hattiesburg. Got my hand up. It is a really neat place. And the buzzard roost, what do they call that? <laughs> is that what they call it? Out in right field? Is it, or is it the eagle nest? <laughs> I really didn't mean, I was not trying to be a, make a joke or take a shot. I really couldn't remember if they called it the buzzard roost or the eagle's nest out there or something. They call it something like that. It's a neat thing. Get those pine trees out in right field. If they're still there, I, I think they are. And people, you know, literally park their cars and sit on the back of the tailgate and the trucks and stuff, and they cook out there. Um, the grandstands are a great place. Um, it's clean. It's a really neat park. Uh, and, yeah, I mean – it would be a sight to see if you could get even one of those in the Hattiesburg Regional. And it'd be fantastic for the fans because, I mean, you're right there. You're not having to look for a way to go to, you know, Atlanta or somewhere like that. Coral Gables, you know. Lubbock, Texas. It would be great. Unnamed texter. No, let's see. Do we have a name? Yeah, this is Nick. We got another Nick. We got a Nick with a K and a Nick without a K now on the text line. This says, uh, hey, Matt, can I get a shout-out for Nick Aishi from Laurel? 
Jones High School. It's tied for six. What? Starting at, uh, the third in the PGA Professionals Championship in Austin, Texas. Oh, he's a golfer. Two-time All-American golfer from Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College in Perkinston and William Carey College in Hattiesburg. He's currently a pro at Preston Trails in Dallas, Texas. Go, Nick. Okay, so this, this is a, a, a text about Nick, not from Nick. Nick Ishi, did I say that right, or is it Ishi? I wouldn't know, but at any rate, we got a local who's trying to hit it big in the golf world and an opportunity here. So from all of us to you, Nick, get after it, man. Bring it home. Jables. Jables texted me. And he says, happy Easter season, QB number seven. One of the best times of the year, the run for baseball postseason, beginning of Major League Baseball. He said God is a baseball fan. You reckon? You reckon he is? <laughs> oh, I see. He's quoting uh, Genesis chapter one. He says, in the big inning, God created the heavens and the earth. <laughs> the big inning. Bill. That daggum Jables can tell you some sure enough dad jokes, can't he? Yeah, he was up here yesterday doing a show, and he was telling me all, telling me all kinds of weird stuff. All kinds of weird dad jokes? Hey, look. Oh, look at the text line. Several days ago, he texted somebody a selfie from the, like, the driver's seat. of his. He yeah, shaved his goatee that. and beard and stuff. You know who he looks like? He, he looks, looks like uh, Jake. somebody else that works here, Jake. He Hunter looks right. like yeah. Jake. That's what he's supposed to be doing. He's doing a Jake impersonation. I mean, it is uncanny. Jay, okay, so though for those before um Bill and I started working together, y'all remember JB. Y'all know JB. He still does a show. And he used to do this show, JB. And for any that knew him back then, you know he had the beard and the the goatee sort of thing going. This man has spiked his hair up, has put on sunglasses, looked just like Jake. Shaved his beard and goatee stuff, and and like has the Jake facial expression down pat. That's uncanny. It looks just like Jake Wimberly, fifteen to twenty years older. That's a Jake clone from in the future. <laughs> Did he send it? Has Jake seen that? I don't know. He's in his office. I think. I'll hey, go get him. We here's what we need to do. We need to get Jake. Just to look at this picture on live air when we come back at twelve thirty, just to see his reaction if he hadn't seen it already. Good night. That's uncanny. I don't know if he meant it to be, but it is. All right. Denzel says, Matt, uh, just FYI, if you ever want to know a baseball stat that's specific, like who's the best hitting against a lefty on an O2 count in May night game, anything like that, you can go to fangraph.com. Okay, never heard of it, but I appreciate the heads up. Fangraph.com for super specific, obscure facts. Stats, not facts. Stats, which are facts, I guess. Robbie's sort of putting in a request here. Robbie on the Country Pleasing text line says, Matt, you know it's about that time. Roll your windows down. Turn it up to 12. Let's hear it. Okay, fine. Here you go. JSU Sonic Boom in your living room. You asked for it. I'll give it to you. Here.
I needed a little energy today, kind of halfway asleep, just to be totally honest with you. This ought to do it, though. Here we go. The JSU Sonic Boom requests from Robbie on the Country Pleasing text line. Bulldog West says, did JB do that on purpose? See, that's what I don't know, Wes. I honestly, I don't know if he... Bill was saying maybe he did. Because it's, it's uncanny. Same facial expression. I mean, it looks like it's Jake taking a selfie 20 years from now. 15, JB. <laughs> I, okay, and uh, we're just getting started. I didn't go through the whole top 25 deal. My question is this. The Alabama Crimson Tide were ranked last week in the top 25. They go to Tennessee, the number one team in the country. Go to Knoxville. Didn't win the series, but did hand them their first SEC loss of the year, and they dropped them out of the poll. How's that happen? Stupid polls. Now, polls are great right now if you're a Southern Miss fan. But if you're an Alabama fan, you're like, what? It's a good thing you have a tournament that, frankly, nullifies the meaning, any meaning whatsoever, of these polls. <laughs> All right. I'm just picking on you, Jables. Yeah, I know Jake's a lot closer to you than we than I made out. All right. Stick around for an update. And here comes Matt Wyatt up to the plate. The pitch. Whoa! It's a high fly! Knocking him out of the park for Ring Sports Talk. I'm talking way back. It's the Matt Wyatt Show. Back with you. Time to get a real deal update. The man. <laughs> The myth. The hair. The legend. Jake Wimberly in the studio, in the bureau. What's up, Jake? Matt Wyatt. Happy <laughs> Tuesday, brother. What's going on? Happy Tuesday to you, sir. I'll tell you what's going on. Is I Jables texted me today on the Country Pleasing text line, and I see up the page there something he sent a few days ago. And I really did a double take because it looks like you. Are you seeing that picture? I am. I am sitting here looking dead at it. What was your thoughts when you first looked at it? Uh, Jables has got good hair. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah, really does because it's yeah. just like yours. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know this, Matt. Well, well, let me let me let me back up. As you get older, you only have so many good assets, and I don't have a lot. So I do have hair, at least for yeah, now. Like, it hasn't started fading yet. Yeah, that's like you know, God didn't give all. Usually, He didn't give everything to one person, right? Like. That's right. You can't be tall, in shape, broad-shouldered, thin waist, you know, 35-inch vertical, and great hair and be good-looking, right? Like, you know, you, you're you going to be missing something. You can't have everything. Yeah. So, And as you get older, you're only going to keep so much of that. Right. Well, you've kept the hair, brother. I'm going to give that to you now. You guys, the hair, your hair is to be envied. My thing is, is Jables going around wearing his hair like this every day, or did he do that for the picture? I think he's doing it every day now. Well, here's the thing, man. I, I'm just telling you the truth, Jake. 
It's a dead-on straight copy of you. Okay. Hey. Hey, I'll take it. He looks. He looks good. He may even wear it better than I. Of do. course, you would say that because it looks like you. I couldn't believe it when I looked at it. I did one of those. Wait a minute. That's not Jake. That's because it looks like Jake, twenty years old. Jake, if you want to know if your hair hangs on, what you're going to look like in two thousand and forty-two? There it is. Look, hold on to that picture. Hey, who has the best? Does Jesse Palmer have the best looking hair in sports broadcasting? Jesse Palmer. I hadn't seen Jesse Palmer in a while. I, um, I'll be honest with you. Uh, any hair that Jesse Palmer has is negated by wearing clothes that are three sizes too small. Let's that be honest. True. I was going to say that. His suits that are way true. too small. Looks yeah. like a little kid's suit. He, he set a really bad trend with all that. You, you agree? Oh, yeah, he did. He did. Because you see other guys kind of follow you know, love Tim Tebow. He kind of sometimes he'll flirt with his with his media <laughs> But see, Tebow's got the excuse of he actually is thick. Yeah, you know? he's a big dude. <laughs> the medium. Okay, um, <laughs> just as an update, JB did send us a picture. He's letting the goatee grow back in. Um, <laughs> therefore, he looks a little less like Jake now. <laughs> you see that? <laughs> That's good stuff. That is good. Jake, good to talk to you, man. Appreciate <laughs> hey, you. Hey, you too, Matt. Thanks, brother. Thank you. I mean, look, so he let his goatee come back and let his hair grow out a little bit so he looks a little less like Jake. But in that other picture, it's pretty unsettling, actually. All right, let's hit the phone line. Divinity Equipment phone. Divinity Equipment, Madison and in Jackson. By the way, just a heads up, Divinity is having their uh, Kubota Field Days Thursday and Friday of this week. Great deals. And Thursday uh, will be the Divinity Equipment up in uh, Gluckstadt on Highway 51. And if you go by on Thursday, like just walking in, you're registered for hundreds of dollars in prizes and discounts, and they're going to have food. And we'll give you some details on all that coming up. That'll be Thursday and Friday. All right, over to the phone line, Rooster hanging on line one. What's up, Rooster? Well, I'm honored to follow Jake to Snake Vegan. Mm-hmm. Thank you. But listen, my radio is on the fritz, okay. and I just caught you. You said just a little while ago, all I caught was Lubbock, Texas, and then you said great. What was that? What did I miss? <laughs> all you heard was me. <laughs> all you heard was me using, yeah, Lubbock and great. No, what I said was um, somebody asked a question. Because I said Southern Miss is in a great position to host a postseason regional in Hattiesburg. And somebody goes, well, what is, how awesome would it be if State and Ole Miss could be the two and the three seed in the Hattiesburg regional? And I was talking about how great that would be for fans, and I love the park, and it'd be cool to have it in Hattiesburg, instead of, for some fans, having to drive to Atlanta or a place like Lubbock, Texas. So it was just a random example is all it was. Okay, good. Anyway, if you're curious, Lubbock, Texas is my favorite city in the world. Why is that? Or at least, at least United States. I don't want to tell you because it's too controversial, oh. but it is. Okay. It, anytime State plays Texas Tech, I don't mind Texas Tech winning. Hmm. And they've lost a lot to Texas Tech <laughs> here lately, you know? <laughs> they did. That's right. <laughs> I, did. I, I'll tell you one day. Okay. But I want to call you on the carpet. Fifty years ago, I'm one of the guys screaming and hollering about DH. We okay. needed DH. Uh, and you know, we finally uh, got it in 72, 73. I was a sports editor then. But what I want to chide you about, 
not too badly because you know you're very young. <laughs> but the wooden bat would ruin college baseball. It would take it back. It would take away at least thirty percent of the offense and slow the game down. You think so? Got to keep the metal bats. I'm positive. I played pro baseball. Okay, so the metal bats were fantastic. Okay, so you say it'll take the offense away. But then you said it would slow the game down. Why would it? Why would it slow the game down? Well, a lot of reasons. I'm not an expert on it, but it would definitely slow the game down. The the ball uh, jumps off the aluminum bat, no question. Mm -hmm. And it has the bat itself is slowing the game down. It's not the same bat speed. Not to mention broken bats and all all that stuff, you know. But Mm -hmm. you know, splinters. Aluminum Mm -hmm. aluminum bats are great. It, It would certainly, you know, home runs. I don't know what the, anybody's ever done a scientific study, but it would certainly lessen the home run output. Yeah, seems because a little the ball jumped off the bat. And you know, because the because the game of baseball began at its roots with wooden bats, and the pro game has always used wooden bats. Doesn't it always? Doesn't it seem a little more pure, a little more nostalgic with wooden bats? No, this is getting me on my soapbox. I don't want to do that. The baseball game is too slow. People don't watch baseball anymore. But I mean, but like, what I does the wooden what would wooden bats though have to do with the speed of the game or slowing the game down? That I can't make that connection somehow. The offense, okay, aluminum bats, and I you know I don't I'm not saying putting uh, aluminum bats in Major League Baseball you'd have 800 home runs. Yeah, gotcha. but uh, college right. baseball, no, we need to stick with aluminum bats. Okay. Speed the game up. Okay. That's it. The, the wooden bat. And every now and then, like you know, like you did with the Tennessee and Texas Tech, that's okay. Yeah. Have a game like that, you know. Yeah, I got That's you. fine. I got you. But don't put it into the regular season standings and all that kind of stuff because it's going to detract from the offense, no question. Okay. And I'm, I'm one of the guys that was screaming hollering for the DH. That's the greatest thing that happened. And Finally got it. When they added the DH, yeah, 50 mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway. We don't have to watch Greg Maddox lay down bunts anymore in the National League. You know? <laughs> Good yeah, I'm stuff. A Glavin fan, but I'm a Glavin fan. I never was crazy about Maddox. Don't ask me why. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> thanks for giving yep. me the update on Texas Tech and Lubbock. I'll give you the reason one okay. day. All right. I'll be ready. Thanks, Rooster. Appreciate the call, man. Have a good one. The man loves Lubbock, Lubbock, Texas, but he won't tell me why. I have to wait. <laughs> That's all right. Got a cagey. Little cagey there. <laughs> hey, Bill, you and I, um, we mentioned this in just passing conversation a while ago. The USFL started this weekend. Oh, yeah. And you watched some of it, huh? I watched three of the games. I watched a good portion of one of them. We were with family in Vicksburg the other night. You know, it's interesting. I don't. Really, no, exactly. I didn't ask her why, but I observed my mother-in-law was really excited about the USFL. She wanted to know exactly when the game was starting. She asked me questions about it. One day, we didn't have it on the game. She's like, is the game on? (laughs) (laughs) It's something about this USFL she really wanted to see. We watched it one night. I guess it was the night that it was the Birmingham team, the Stallions. Birmingham and the Generals. Yeah, Yeah, New Jersey. Jersey. It's pretty. It's pretty interesting. I mean, the brand of football sort of passed the eye test. I thought. Yeah. What do you think about the camera angles, including the drone camera? I thought it was great. Did you being able to because they'd have like a pass play and they'd have the drone right there. 
uh-huh. uh, right above the guy catching the ball. I mean, yeah. you know, they're following him down the field, running his pattern, and those little drones are going, look like little flies. Yeah. Everywhere. That's it. Like, it looked like a fly. Honey. Hey, yeah, there we go. Bill, no joke. There were t- we were all sitting around in a big living room, my in-laws, and they have a pretty good-sized TV sitting up there. Look at that big fly. There were several times I thought there was a fly buzzing around the TV screen. And and it you're like, "Wait a drone. minute, no. No, that's that's actually the drone over the field, you know." Yeah. Yeah. I liked them all being mic'd up too. It was good hearing the plays yeah. coming in from the coaches uh-huh. and and then you could hear the quarterback relay the play in and right. then, the reaction after they ran the play, you could hear the guys talking about it, you know, yeah. in the huddle and stuff. It, yeah. It was, yeah. As long I, as everybody I, kept their cool with their language, it was great. I'll put it this way. It was nice to be able to watch some live football this weekend because I was supposed to get to watch some live football for State's spring game. And, and you didn't get that. And it got washed out. I, I got up Saturday morning, <laughs> <clears throat> drove two hours and 45 minutes from Vicksburg to Starkville, Stayed there. We did a two-hour show on the radio with no football being played because of the rain and then drove home. And I didn't even get home in time, Bill, because I was I came down 25 and I hopped over the reservoir on 43 right? and was going to get on the trace on the other side of the reservoir there. And there was a giant tree that had fallen across the road. Yeah, that happens a lot. Right there where the entrance to the trace is on 43 and I couldn't get on. I had to come back across the reservoir. Go down through Flowood, fight all that traffic. Oh yeah, in a monsoon. It took me three over three hours to get back to Vicksburg just because of the weather. But I finally watched a little live football, yep. thanks to the USFL, the United uh, what United is it? States Football League. There it is. Thank you. Need all the help I can get. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all stick around. All right, back with you, rolling along here, hour one in the bureau. Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes at your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. Squares texted the show and he says. Wouldn't taking away from the offense speed the game up? <laughs> he said, but it would be boring. Squares, that's why I was questioning Rooster. He was adamant about the wood bats. And he said it would take the offense away and it would slow the game down. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> hold on, time out. So if you take the offense away, it actually speed the game up. But if you, but it would make it more boring. See, there's a balancing act there. Um, he had Ernest T. texted right after Rooster's call. Says, that was weird. Rooster calls, and you can't ask him any questions. Don't ask me why. <laughs> How dare you question me? No, he wasn't that way. Um, now, on the wooden bats for college baseball, Nick says, he's right. If you give college guys wooden bats, these pitchers are going to pump 95-mile-per-hour fastballs in on their hands all day long, and 90% of the games would be two-to-one scores. Yeah, it may be so. Um you know, to to whatever uh, degree. However, if, if you there are really smart people who would argue this, Nick. Okay, if you were going to change something, let's say it's it's really a totally a, a hypothetical. Okay, but if you're going to remain with 
aluminum bats, then widen the plate. And there are people that tell you that. But if you were going to go to wood bats, keep the plate the same and call a tight strike zone. Don't give them two, three inches off the plate, which they do now. Right? Make them throw strikes. And if they come inside, sure, you may jam a guy, but you also may throw ball three and now it's 3-1. You know, throw it over the plate. It's going to get hit. So find out who can pitch. Find out who can hit. That's what we do in the pros. But every now and then in college baseball, well, it used to be almost every game. But thanks now to the umpires in the SEC and SEC games being graded with the TrackMan system, they are calling a tighter strike zone. And so hitters are getting strikes more. Pitchers are not getting gift strikes as much in SEC games. Although, you know, you'll still see some. And so, wooden bats, you know, as we mentioned, Tennessee played uh, played Tennessee Tech uh, last week. Was it in the midweek? And lost. They played a neutral site game up near Dollywood somewhere. University of Tennessee versus Tennessee Tech. Tennessee Tech beat them by one run, and they played the game with wood bats just for fun. Obviously made a difference for Tennessee. Speaking of Tennessee, did you see the goings-on this past weekend up in Knoxville? Wish that I was on a rocket top down in the Tennessee hills. Yeah, uh, Tony Vitello, the head baseball coach at uh, Tennessee, wishes he could be Wishes he could be on Rocky Top, at least for this midweek game and a few games this weekend, but he can't be because he's suspended for bumping an umpire. Rocky Top, you'll always be home sweet home to me. Good old Rocky Top. Yo! Rocky Top. Yes, sir. Uh, Vitello suspended. Why did he do that? Does anybody know why he did that? It was a really weird thing. I've watched the... The video. You know, Alabama beat Tennessee in that first game of their series. It gave Tennessee their first SEC loss of the year. And um, I think this was in game two of the series. And something has the weirdest thing. Who knows what the context was? But a pitch was thrown by the Tennessee pitcher. Ball's hit by the batter. It comes back and hits the Tennessee pitcher on the elbow. Skips off somewhere. Alabama guys are running around the bases and all this. And the pitcher for Tennessee's doubled over in pain, grabbing his elbow. Well, while he, and I'm talking about within 15 seconds, out comes the trainers. They're out there and everything. And out comes the assistant coach for Tennessee. And instead of seeing about his player, he goes and starts screaming at umpires and pointing at the Alabama dugout. And like, what's this deal? What's he mad about? Like, you think they did it on purpose? I don't know what they were mad about. But they tossed the umpires through the assistant coach out of the game. As soon as he gets thrown, here comes the head coach, Tony Vitello, yelling, arguing. He's talking to the umpire. He said the magic word, and he gone, tossed him out of the game. As soon as that umpire threw him out of the game, Tony Vitello, it's like he paused a minute and then walked straight up to the umpire and chest bumped him. Ran into him on purpose. Initiated contact. And now he's suspended for four ball games. Um, next four games, 
Now, maybe there's more to the story here. That umpire, Jeffrey Macias, has a bit of a history with Botello dating back to last season. This was brewing for a while. Friday night's game made things worse. It says both sides were frustrated with the strike zone, who was behind home plate on the Friday night game. And it certainly seemed that Botello came into Saturday's game ready to make a statement. He certainly did that, got tossed. Coincidentally, Tennessee was on a two-game losing streak. Hmm, I didn't realize that they were. Yeah, so he bumped into him. He'd gone for four games. Tony Vitello's a good coach. He's, yeah, everybody in sports, you get hot-headed sometimes, but you can't run into the umpire. I mean, I, I honestly, I'm surprised it was just four games. If I'm coaching a team and I do what he did, I'm sort of expecting a really harsh punishment. I don't think four games is all that harsh. To be honest with you. Now, Denzel is texting me and he said it was said that the Tennessee pitching coach was arguing that Alabama was stealing pitching signs. Okay, and then Vitello got tossed. Okay, so was oh, Denzel. So that was the umpire that threw those guys out of the game in Omaha last year. I remembered that. Tennessee was out there in Omaha and got Run. So that was the same umpire. Oh, I see. I see. How dare they steal signals? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, MSU1980 texted the show. He said, Matt, I'm sorry that you had to turn around at the trace. I go that way often, going from my house in Madison to Starkville, just for your information. When you go across the res on 43... And go underneath the trace. You could have taken your left on Yandale Road and gone west to I-55. It would have been about 10 miles west, but you would have not had to backtrack. Well, but see, if you can picture this, MSU 1980, here's what happened. I'm coming south on 25. Okay. I exit 25 south to 43, which from the east side of the reservoir, I jump across over the reservoir to the west side of the reservoir. You know what I'm saying? You come through the little wildlife management area, you're still on the water, and then it and then here you go. The 43 is going to run into the trace, right? You couldn't get up to the trace. Between the reservoir and the bridge and the entrance ramp on 43 to the Natchez Trace, there was a giant pine tree had fallen across the road. So I couldn't have gone underneath the trace if I had wanted to. There was no way to do it. I didn't have a four you know, a four-wheel drive or whatever. And and Bill, here's what's interesting, okay? Just this side of where that tree fell across 43, where the entrance to the trace is, there's like this little turn into what is going to be. I don't know if it's going to be a subdivision or what, but somebody's made little roads going back through there, right? There's no houses built, nothing like that. Well, I turned in there and I thought, well, maybe this, if I just wind around. Maybe it'll come out on the trace somewhere. Nope. All it does is go in there about a mile and a half and come back out. So I couldn't have gone any further. I was in a spot where literally the only thing to do would have been to either stay and wait for somebody to clear that tree. Who knows? Because it had just fallen. Or turn around and go back across the reservoir to the other side. That's where it happened. Um... 
Bill texts the show. He says, Matt, I like the drone views in the USFL, but they need to do something about the noise of that drone. It took away from the atmosphere, in my opinion, hearing that drone buzzing around. <laughs> he says, overall, I really like the product. It was very enjoyable to watch, and I will continue to watch. I'm the same way, Bill. I'm going to continue to turn it on. It's good background this time of year when I can't get the Braves on TV. And I ain't staying up to watch first pitch at 10 o'clock. I promise you that, L.A. Uh, but, yeah. You know, the other thing is, like, if you had a bigger crowd, you probably wouldn't hear that drone as much, right? It's, uh... Well, first show this week, first day back after the Easter weekend holiday, and the first hour is already gone. Hour two coming up. Did y'all hear what Nick Saban said about the current direction of college football? Yeah, Nick Saban. You know, the czar of college football, Nick Saban? You hear what he said about the direction we're going? Well, I'll tell you what he said. And I'll tell you what I think. (laughs) Coming up next. Stick around.